I think it's a complete insult. And I, I hear this insult come from women, probably more than I hear it come from men. And the insult is geared towards women. You know, there's so many things I can say to my wife that would insult her. Yet, if I said this one thing, it probably wouldn't even hit the radar. And it's the worst insult I could, that I could muster for any woman. And it really goes to show the brainwashing because it's an insult that has actually manis manifests itself into somewhat of a truth. Now, I have literally thrown people out of my class for this sort of thing. And perhaps I'm somewhat of a sexist because I've only thrown men out of the class and I haven't thrown women out of the class. You know, since they are a you know, historically a victim of this insult. I'm really not sure if it was the right thing of me to do or not. But I know this insult is such an insult that even me as a man, I'm insulted by it. I'm insulted by this insult <laughs> because inevitably it's an insult to all of humans, not just women. Oh yeah, so what's the insult? The insult, it kind of goes like this. Pound for pound, Men are better or stronger than women. And sometimes the question is, can women be as strong as men or as smart as men? Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, really? I will assert this, that women display much greater potential than men as a whole. Not only do they bear children and have to endure extreme levels of pain, but when given a chance, a women, woman, pound for pound, can typically outperform a man. Now, our, our biologies definitely create a difference. And in general, we tend to cater to the strengths of our biology. You know, like women are nurturers and men are protectors or seed casters. In fact, if you think scientifically on this matter, men are somewhat of an obsolete construct. I may be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that women can now have babies without men. I mean, think about for a second just how gnarly women are. If you're not gay, would you have sex with another man? No, of course you wouldn't, that's disgusting. Stinky old crusty men. But women, they have sex with men all the time. Think about it. I'll say right here and now, my own wife is pretty much superior to me in every way. Except for maybe the physical. And in fact, as she starts embodying the Wing Chun and she becomes better at it, she will also surpass me physically or at the very least be my equal. But as long as she and the rest of the world equates strength and power in the same manner that men have for generations, you will all be stuck in that ancient paradigm of men being stronger than women. Wing Chun proved this to be bullshit about 400 years ago, and people still don't get it. I can fucking talk myself blue in the face People ain't getting it. 
So let me just say it one last time. Pound for pound, women can be just as strong or intelligent as men, or even more so. In the words of the great red hot chili peppers, fight like a brave, don't be a slave. No one can tell you you have to be afraid. Integrity Radio. You know, I can understand why people give up. I can understand why people just say, fuck it. And it's mostly because the issues that we're having stem predominantly from the brain. I mean, when's the last time you saw somebody struggling to get upstairs or walk through a door and you looked at them and said, ah, just fuck them? No, you usually feel some sort of empathy and you might even help them. But when people behave poorly due to bad brain activity, we tend to just, oh, I don't know, tolerate it, ignore it. I mean, this is the challenge of dealing with mental health across the board. And as far as America is concerned, I'm pretty sure the numbers are like 80%. I mean, look at the numbers. One out of five are on prescription drugs to help them with their brain activity. It very well could be the rest of us are just smoking weed. And even when you're in physical pain, and we all know what that's about, it's important that the brain do the right thing. So I can really understand why a lot of us want to just say, fuck it. Yeah, there are days I wake up, I listen to Anchor, and I just want to say, fuck it. However, I started this journey on Wing Chun about 25 years ago. And uh, it's do or die for me. So I personally, regardless if I have no students, will continue on this journey. I will continue to chronicle this journey. I will continue to attempt to codify the system, this process, and communicate it and present it in such a way that people, perhaps in the future, will be able to understand. Wing Chun to me is almost like a marble sculpture that I just need to intellectually keep hacking away at until everyone can see what I'm seeing. Reminds me of a story of the Chinese philosopher Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu at one point just said, fuck it. He uh, decided he was going to jump on a, a cow and ride that cow up into the mountains and uh, just live in isolation for the rest of his life. But the guardsmen, the town's guardsmen, that lets the people in and out of the uh, community, uh, would not let him leave unless he, um, you know, gave his wisdom, sort of jotted down his wisdom so that the people would have someone or something to follow. So Lao Tzu wrote, or maybe you already had them written out, uh, the 81, or is it the 82? Boy, I gotta look, look that up. The 82 poems that became the Tao Te Ching. Now, I've read the Tao Te Ching, and it's a very sort of comforting read, but I'm not promoting the Tao Te Ching right now. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm wondering if Lao Tzu actually gave them a final fuck you. Because to me, the Tao Te Ching 
seems pretty much like a tail-chasing philosophy. Well, hell, <laughs> the clue that it is a tail-chasing uh, idea is that it's called a philosophy. It's pretty much all philosophies are fucking tail-chasing. So this was the predominant philosophy when Wing Chun was born. Well, tail-chasing combined with Confucianism. I'm sorry, Confucius. So Wing Chun was needed, badly needed. And thanks to the Tao Te Ching and the absurd notion that women are weaker than men, you know, women are the subordinates of men. Yes, thank to the, thanks to these two concepts, Wing Chun was born. You know, Bruce Lee wasn't the only one that learned a little bit of Wing Chun and then went and kicked everybody's ass. There are plenty of MMA fighters, Anderson Silva, blah, 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 Victor Belfort. They learned a little bit of Wing Chun and rushed out to claim their glory. Forget about really trying to intellectualize the system. Forget about trying to learn the whole system. Hey, and again, when there's one finger pointing, there's three pointing right back. And yes, I did the same thing. I learned a little bit of Wing Chun and then went out and started kicking some ass and became a martial arts instructor well before I was a Sifu. Luckily for me, I survived it. And I did continue to learn the system and I did internalize and intellectualize the system. And note that I said intellectualize, not philosophize. You know, I'm not a spiritual person, but I kind of feel like I'm in purgatory right now. If you don't know what purgatory is, purgatory is that place. It's a holding cell. Uh, and it's, it's a place where you stay while God or the archangel tries to figure out if you belong in heaven or if you belong in hell. On one side of me is hell. And hell to me is that no one really understands the Wing Chun system. And they just kind of keep we, we just keep going the way that we're going. That to me is somewhat of a hell. And then on the other side of me is heaven. And heaven is a small group of people that understand Wing Chun in the same manner that I understand Wing Chun. And they understand it to the point where it profoundly uh, affects their lives and profoundly affects the lives of their community and their families in a very positive way, of course. But like I said, I'm not a spiritual man and uh, I don't believe that heaven and hell exist. And so luckily, my feeling of being in purgatory is just a feeling and not a real thing. So what is it? What is it that I want? What do I want? What do I want? I want you to be strong. I want you to be strong intellectually and physically. And I'm pointing out your intellectual or physical weaknesses. I want you to get strong. I want you to act on that. And I don't want you to keep doing the same old shit. Because it isn't working. So I want you to be Wing Chun strong and I want you to be Wing Chun smart. So I ask people to turn their brains on. Why would they do otherwise? Well, you probably heard the George Carlin skit that I had on regarding that. If you haven't, definitely swipe back and give it a listen. But point blank, why would anyone not use their brain? If it were such a good idea to do so, wouldn't we all do that?
Well, it really is simple. <clears throat> money. There is too much money being made off of yours and mine. <laughs> Our stupidity. I mean, if you think about it, the capitalist system hinges on stupidity. In other words, I will charge you for a product or a service that you are unable to procure for yourself. Do you, due to your lack of education or due to your laziness. That's how things get sold. And I don't think it all started out evil. I think that, you know, in the early days, you couldn't really rely upon the masses to get educated. Nobody knew the internet was going to come around and offer the whole world the same opportunity to educate themselves. Let's not talk about disinformation. So I think in the early day, it was a sort of step up from slavery. And I really do think it was a good system, or at least the best the world had to offer, short of small, isolated, utopian-type groups. But now that the information is out there, I mean, of course, you have to work hard to get it and to put it all together, but it's out there. This old system of capitalizing on ignorance really doesn't work anymore. It can't work anymore. It's got to stop. It's got to phase out and transition into a more efficient system. Now, I don't know if this is going to happen within our lifetime, but we sure are steering the ship in that direction, or at least we should continue to steer the ship in that direction. See, I was going to record this for Patrick, but um, ah, we'll just do it here on our station. That is, we talk about paradigms, or at least I talk about paradigms a lot, mm -hmm. because a pair of nickels just doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, but we never really pick, uh, talk about a pair of doctors, or I'm sorry, a pair of docs. I mean, no, a paradox. We rarely talk about a paradox. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most significant paradoxes that I know of, like if somebody goes were to say, give me a paradox, um, I would send them to Medicine Remix. No, 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 just kidding. No, or... Uh, <laughs> although they are a paradox. Oh, I think they are, yes. Yeah, in, in more ways than one, perhaps. I don't know. Um... But no, a paradox, my favorite paradox. Yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll call this our favorite paradox. Um, is, okay, we, everything we do pretty much is geared towards saving the humans, right? Help the humans, make uh, lives, humans better, uh, you know. Um, and uh, we have proliferated as a species because of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the paradox of there being too many people, right? And not oh, enough people yeah. dying. Yeah. So it's a very interesting paradox. What do you think about it? I was going to ask Patrick about it, but fuck him. He, he doesn't ever really reply anymore uh, to, you know, Well, I think posts. I think it's a huge problem, probably the biggest problem that humanity faces, in my opinion, is that people should be limited to one child only. And I know we have three, but I think for future generations, I think that's the only humane way to... But did that work out for China? Because China it, did I that. believe it did reduce their population. I know, but now, but now they just have too many men and not enough women. 
Well, yeah, that's a whole other issue because the female children were being killed or aborted or, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously you'd have to put some sort of restriction on that. I don't think that would happen in this country. I think that's more of a cultural thing. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I think... I mean, if you, you reduce know, the women, you definitely reduce the population. Well, that's true. <laughs> it does have the, uh, uh, yeah, the given result, yeah. the, the, the wished for result. Which also leads to sort of an entanglement of sorts uh, within this paradox of women being lesser, weaker, or thought of as less. Because if that's going to be, you see, if you, that's the goal is to knock down the, uh, <laughs> knock well, down the population. Well, it's interesting because I think in that case where the, the women, you know, there weren't as many women, then women become valued. So it will also have the desired effect in the end, even though yeah, that wasn't the what end, they huh? were going for. Yeah, as it, as it goes through a cycle, eventually all women will just be divine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it all works Kind out. of like how I talk about my Wing Chun students are divine. Mm-hmm. And they wonder, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and I don't mean divine the drag queen. I knew divine, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of divine the drag queen. Yeah, but, yeah yep. I knew divine. What the hell were anyway. we talking about? Yo, yeah, oh, paradoctors. I mean, paradox. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I forgot it. Oh, come on. Oh, it was two doctors equal a paradox. Something like that. <laughs> Integrity Radio. Hey, everybody. I have some uh, a tip, advice, I don't know, for you if you are interested. <laughs> and that is this. Listen to yourself. Actually, go back uh, in your anchor programs and listen to yourself. Of course, if you don't already do this. Listen to yourself as if you were someone else. Try to remove yourself from being you and then listen to yourself as if you were someone else. And, And listen to your segments not more than once or twice. Listen to them a few times. I've been doing this and I really have been able to learn a lot from it. It's true that we can learn a lot from each other, but I really think that Anchor has allowed us to, uh, given us the potential to learn a lot about ourselves. And we can learn a lot from ourselves. I think that's even more important. All right, that's your Integrity Radio tip for the day. It's quite clear to me that people, although they understand the words engineered, engineered consent, although they perhaps know where the whole concept of engineered consent has come from, they are still behaving in the engineered manner for which they have consented to. Listen, folks, the whole idea about knowing that there is such a thing as engineered consent is the information that is needed for action Almost everyone I hear, in every camp, the skeptic camp, the the religious camp, it's all the same engineered drivel. Your consent for almost everything you think and do has been engineered by someone else. So now the next step is to undo that, to reverse engineer and then put it together 
the way our humanity dictates. This is a call to action. You know, Patrick from The Great Everything, he's not, obviously, he's not a student of mine. I don't even know him. But the spirit of what he purports to have done is just wonderful. A banking lawyer living high on the hog decides he wants more out of life. And by more, we mean meaning. That there has to be more meaning than, than this. And so he drops it all and starts pursuing philosophy. Well, <laughs> but it could be anything. It'd be, it could be music. It could be art. I don't care. Just as long as you're fighting that engineered consent and then striving towards true humanity. I don't know for sure if you have to be Wing Chun or not to get there. All I know is the words that I speak hopefully will become, will be taken for granted. But right now, they're being heard, they're being agreed to, and then no action. Or not enough action. And the first and most important action I'm talking about here is the action between your ears. And when that work is honestly done, it will be reflected by the words that come out of your mouth and on to anchor, hopefully. And then together, we can act. And that's the only way we can act. Hey everybody, Z here. Ronnie and I have been working uh, together painting, um, doing mostly working in, in acrylics. I have one here, I think it's finished, and uh, it kind of reminds me of a Hokusai um, painting. So go check it out. Check on, uh, click on the link on the title. Let me know what you think. Integrity Radio. I'm going to share with you one of the main misconceptions about Wing Chun. The fist. You know, in Wing Chun, you'll, you'll see a fist. In fact, Bruce Lee had created whole martial art on the Wing Chun fist and uh, called it the way of the intercepting fist. <laughs> and uh, what's deceiving about the fist is what the fist is for. Uh, especially when we punch the sandbag, right? That really tends to make us or lead us into thinking that we're using it for something very specific. But the fist in the Wing Chun system is not really predominantly or even dominantly used for punching. How can I say this? I mean, we punch so much with the sandbag training. And we deliver so much with a closed fist in Chi Sao. Now I'm not gonna go into it, and if you're a student of mine, I would think you know what I'm getting to here. The fist in the Wing Chun system is predominantly used to protect the fingers and to keep them from being grabbed. Sifu Zi's law number 12 small idea no punch no grab so we're not strengthening the fist so it can then be damaged nor are we strengthening the body so it can be damaged we are strengthening these things so they will be protected specifically when they're being attacked now the wing chun system is full of these 
misconceptions. If you don't focus, if you don't think, if you don't meditate on these things, you cannot possibly understand them. All right. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow in training. See you. Dao. Integrity Radio. Stuff that sounds good is often taken as good advice. Let me show you how I use Wing Chun to sort of dissect and refine, perhaps even upgrade, hopefully upgrade, um, words, ideas, thoughts. Um, here's, here are four common wisdoms that are, that are quite good um, regarding how to deal with conflict. Um, and so here, I'll just let them fly. Don't assume bad intent. Don't assume that people have bad intent. And I really like this. Um, in fact, Randy agrees uh, that there are few people out there with true bad intent. So what's the Wing Chun refinement on this? The Wing Chun refinement is don't bear the brunt of people's good intentions. Okay, the second common wisdom out there is ask questions. You know, like, are you okay? So what's the Wing Chun refinement on that? Do not say, I'm sorry. I mean, apologies can be given if they're asked for. But the, let's uh, take the ego out of this and ask a question of concern, such as, are you okay? Now, the third bit of common wisdom. Again, all this is good stuff. Stay calm. Stay calm. But from deep within your core, here's the Wing Chun refinement here. Prepare for action. Yes, by all means. I mean, you know, <laughs> any sharpshooter or sniper will be able to tell you that, that you got to stay calm. But prepare for the action, for God's sakes. And the fourth bit of wisdom, make the argument. And the Wing Chun refinement on that is, well, expect initial resistance, expect uh, deception. Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Emotions. So these are Wing Chun refinements on four common wisdoms. I found them online on the internet, and uh, it's good advice. Don't assume bad intent, ask questions, stay calm, and then make your argument, or make the argument. And there, uh, in case you're listening, Ben, is a way that I have connected the Wing Chun system. Literally, I have used the chum cue of the system in order to bridge the gap between what it is saying and what Wing Chun is saying. Or, at the very least, what this Wing Chun instructor is saying. All right, let me leave you with this last bit of common internet wisdom. Abandon your scorn. Abandon your scorn. I really like that. You know why I like that? Because the national mental health Association predicts about 80% of us are crazy. So why are you going to scorn the crazy, huh? Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. Hey everybody, Z here. I am in a very challenging situation right now. I don't make 
a lot of money right now. And the money that I usually make, I, in one way, shape, or another, spend it towards my family. I mean, if I didn't have a family, if I didn't have a dog and kids and wife and all, oh, I wouldn't need any anything. But as soon as you want to get up out of your meditation in the caves and you want to go out and interact and achieve things, then ah, you got to make some money. You got You have to work within that monetary system. And I just took on a project. I, well, I've taken it on some time ago, but I've been having issues with getting to it. And uh, time issues, but now I'm able to free some time, and now I'm having that uh, money issue. Because there's certain investments that I'm going to have to make uh, in order to complete this musical project. It's a musical recording project. Now, it's not a huge outlay of cash, but it's still substantial for me. So it's just a challenge. It means that I don't pay for dinners as much. I know I'm not as giving. And I, uh, and as a family member, I want to continue to have that same level of giving. And uh, I don't know, it just kind of sucks. And then this is also exasperated by the fact that my best friend is getting married. And I, for me to attend, that means I have to take my whole family and we have to all attend this. And oh, God. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if any of you have any cheese for my wine. I suppose I have to resort to some of my own advice here, which is the slack. Is the situation slacking or lacking? Well, we'll see. I have taken on this project and thus have taken on the challenges. And uh, we got to get her done. And believe me, I am excited and motivated to get the project, uh, to even work on the project, let alone get it done. But the issues, uh, the reality of the issue is, is things need to be bought in order for it to get done. Essentially things for things to get captured and recorded. More devices are needed and I'm someone that just hates buying stuff. I hate buying stuff. Okay, I got let me let me be specific here. I dislike buying electronics. It would be a lot easier with it if it were not an electrical device. And I'm uncomfortable with being forced to appreciate electronic devices. Although that's what I'm doing here with this iPhone, am I not? So I'm going to have to turn that psychology around. I'm going to really have to embrace and, and appreciate digital audio interfaces. And I'm going to have to really appreciate a high-definition cardioid mic or whatever it is I need. Ugh. No, not X. Yay. 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 They're, they're a lot cheaper these days. Yay. Well, that's our wine for the day. Thanks for listening. Integrity Radio. Someone inquisitively asked me why I post opera. 
well, clearly, I mean, isn't life an opera? I find this interesting. I'm about to play a clip for you of uh, Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey, he's always 
uh, caught my interest as a comedian. Um, but I also hear now and seen on YouTube that he is a painter as well, quite a good painter. But he's really gotten my respect as of late, and he doesn't seem to be concerned anymore about dropping the facade or even destroying the facade that he once helped to maintain. Now, Jim got to where he is now through way of comedy and tragedy uh, of the greatest proportions. And how we get there is not as important, I supposed, as getting there and then moving on together. Thank you, Jim Carrey. I know you don't need my thanks, but thanks. Integrity Radio. Hey, Jim Carrey. Yes. What? I've covered a lot of fashion weeks. This is the first time I've run in to Jim Carrey. Wait. Tell me, is it true you're wandering the streets? You need a date to the party? What's up? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. They're celebrating. I mean, you got to admit, it's completely meaningless. Well, they say they're celebrating icons inside. Celebrating Do you icons. In icons. Boy, that is just the absolute lowest aiming, you know, possibility that we could come up with it's like icons what do you do you believe in icons i don't I believe in personalities i don't believe that you exist but there is a, a wonderful fragrance in the air you don't believe certain icons have the power to make change to think differently to be bold to inspire others artistry you're one of them on the good foot ha yeah you shut it down now yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise, beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And uh, I don't care. But Jim, you got really I'm, dressed up for the occasion. You look good. No, I Was didn't that an get accident? dressed up. I didn't get dressed Who up. Who did? There, there is no me. There's no you. No. We're not here. This is a dream? There's just things happening. And there are clusters of tetrahedrons moving around together. Okay. Yeah. So what's happening in our world right now? Because there is a lot of news that actually is relevant that's not that yeah. Here's uplifting. Here's the thing. It's not our world. None that's of this is key. real? Nope. nope. So you're just passing We don't through. matter. We don't matter. Oh, wow. There's the good news. Okay. Hey. Now this uh, folkloric text from uh, the, the Lexington Narcotic Hospital uh, <laughs> was actually inspired by Juvenal, the Roman satirist. He's speaking of Greek uh, uh, parasites and psychophants. All arts, all sciences, a fasting Greek nose. Bid him go to hell, to hell he goes. If you but say you're warm, he breaks into a sweat. If you complain of a draft, he calls for his overcoat. There is an exclusive wing of Lexington reserved for the do-rights, who are considered good rehabilitation prospects. They get better rooms and more medications. A do-right always shows up with letters from his clergyman, banker, employer, and 
you know, pictures of himself as an Eagle Scout, <laughs> shaking hands with a priest on graduation day. Then. There's no limit to what they'll, they'll do. <clears throat> you know, that type falls all over himself to light the boss's cigarette. The, the doctor walks into the ward and says, rather warm in here. As one man, the do-rights break out in a sweat and rush around opening windows. Cold in here, isn't it? Immediately, the do-rights see their breath in the air, snatch blankets and bundle themselves up to a chorus of chattering teeth. <clears throat> Front office, brown nose, fink to the bone. <clears throat> Doctor... When I die, I want to be buried right in the same coffin with you. <laughs> You're the finest, most decent, most deeply humane man I've ever known. I'm putting you down for additional medication, son. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor. Pusher should receive the death penalty. Of such stuff are do-rights made. Get there firstest with a brownest nose. While down in the dim gray wards and day rooms where the do-wrongs hawk and spit and shiver and vomit, fucking Crocker wouldn't give me a goop he asked me what the American flag means to me, and I tell him, soak it in the hair one dock, and I'll suck it. <laughs> Says I got the wrong attitude. <laughs> I should see the chap and get straight with Jesus. And then, with the tears streaming down their lousy fink faces, the do-rights leap up as one man and bellow out the star-spangled banner. There's a line from W.S. Burroughs that says, what keeps mankind alive is mankind suppressing his humanity. Can you see how this relates? Can you see the Wing Chun? And now, the ballad of the question. What keeps mankind alive? You gentlemen who think you have a mission to purge us of the seven deadly sins should first sort out the basic food position then start your preaching that's where it all begins you lot to preach restraint and watch your waist as well to learn for once the way the world is run. However much you twist, or whatever lies you tell, 
Food is the first thing. Morals follow on. So first be sure that those who are now starving get proper helpings when we all start carving. What keeps mankind alive? What keeps mankind alive? The fact that millions are daily tortured, starved, silenced, and oppressed. Mankind can keep alive thanks to his aptitude for keeping his humanity repressed. And now, for once, you must try to face the facts. Mankind is kept alive by bestial acts. And for once, you must try to face the facts. Mankind is kept alive by bestial acts. Thank you. 